Vegan Booty Talks. I'm running in. I have so much to say. We're going to be talking about vegans. Six years ago, I became vegan because I got sick. And I think my relationship with food actually deepened when I became vegan. I believe that humans are the top of the food chain. Now, choose now. Hi guys and welcome to Vegan Booty Ducks. I have a guest with me here today, a pro bodybuilder since 2022. For many years, he struggled to diet eating meat, fish and eggs. Since he turned vegan in 2009, he managed to make a significant improvements to physique and just better life and health. Welcome to the show, Agmund Bonami. Hi, how yes. are you today? Hi. Hi there. I'm good, thank you. So before we let well, started talking about all the things of plant-based bodybuilding, I just want to you uh, tell a little more about yourself. Uh, so can you tell us where you're from and what do you do for living? Okay. So um, I'm originally from Brazil. I grew up uh, in the U.S., in Hawaii, and uh, spent, what, 10 years there, more or less. And uh, when I turned 16, I moved to Europe. I went to school in Europe and then later China. And I was living in China up until the pandemic started. And then I left because that was not the place to be during the pandemic. Uh, and now I'm living in Europe. So, yeah. That's basically uh, my background. Um, I'm in finance. And uh, yeah, I traveled. I've lived in a lot of different countries. But one thing I've done all these years, wherever I live, was working out. Ever since I turned, what, 18, I started working out in the gym. Uh, before that, I was into sailing, mountain biking. I was never like a team sport kind of guy. I was always about, you know, like independent, being independent and also because my schedule as a kid was really busy. I was uh, studying a lot and my parents had us do like so many different courses at home after school. So we didn't really have time for team sports. So, yeah, that's why I never got into that. But eventually I kind of knew since I was a kid that I wanted to have like a muscular physique. That was something that uh, kind of fascinated me. But I didn't really learn much about it until I started in 2002 which is, believe it or not, 21 years ago. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Time flies. But, um, yeah, I started working out in the gym in, in Europe in 2002, and I was, like, dedicated since day one. I didn't miss a day for the first year, I remember, like, in, in, in Europe training. And, you know, I was obviously a beginner, and back then there was no Instagram or whatever else, YouTube. So it was magazines and and your personal trainer, whoever, you know, made your like schedule, workout schedule for you. So, and I had to make a lot of mistakes and then learn about myself in terms of what my body responds to, what kind of training works best for me. That took a long time. And uh, unfortunately, I only discovered veganism in 2019. I knew about it before, but uh, I, I shared a lot of the misconceptions people have about you know amino acids and meat and all those things and uh when i tried veganism it kind of changed this whole trajectory i, I had with uh, bodybuilding mm -hmm. it allowed me to accomplish things i never thought were possible and uh and nothing i mean i've only competed once in an amateur show in hawaii uh 
I, Seriously, I didn't I, know. I thought you completed yeah. that. Oh wow. No, I didn't. I didn't. I only did one one show. I was gonna do a show in 2012, but then it was like in the U.S. I think in California, and I was living in China at the time, and it didn't work out the schedule. Mm. It almost came to be, but anyway. Um, yeah, and then I was stuck in Hawaii during the pandemic, and all I did was train, train, train. And then at the well, end, I have right to before... interrupt you and just tell to people go to your Instagram and watch what workout gym kind of set up at home you made yeah. in Hawaii because that's how I found you. That's guys significant. So, like, he built a whole freaking gym and backyard from the wood. And yeah. I guess, as I understanding, you did it by yourself, right? A whole yes, yeah, we built, we went to the, like the lumber store, we bought some wood. It started small. It was going to be just like a squat rack and a bench. And then, you know, we had so much time on our hands during the lockdowns that we ended up building like a lot of things. It was pretty crazy. And then I invited a few friends and friends, friends over, and we were training every day during the lockdowns. Yeah. And yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. Now, what did you do with that gym? You, you, when you it's left? still there at home in Hawaii. It's, it's put aside. It's, it's actually really cool because it's like an outdoor gym made out of wood so it doesn't rust or anything like that and uh it just stays out in the garage area and whenever i need it i just move it out and then i use it but i haven't seen that since i moved here that was about two years ago so wow. i mean obviously it's not going to be as good as like a proper gym but i mean just look at the results i got before from you know before i started training there to like when i competed uh, in hawaii that was primarily that gym only the last like two months i was training more regularly at a normal gym and so it uh, worked how was that show it was good i won i won i didn't win the overall in classic uh there was a guy that was a lot bigger than me <laughs> i did it natural so that's my excuse i guess but um yeah, i knew it was going to be a stepping stone and i and i could see that i was putting on size those that year that i was there training being vegan and uh, I, I just kept going and I put on 10 pounds of muscle since I left Hawaii. So since I competed. So, yeah, I'm really happy with and I'm still natural. I don't want to really go into using, you know, anabolic steroids or anything like that. I don't exactly. think that's the way to go. If I can do if I can do it naturally, I want to do it naturally because then you get to keep the gains. And then it's a lot less variation in, in in your performance in terms of your look and also your you know the weights you can move when you're natural it's like you know that every day you go to the gym you're just going to be a little bit better it's very small but it's you're 100% sure that you're going to get better whereas if you're taking anabolic steroids it's you're going to get better when you're on it and then when you're off it no matter what you do you're going to go down a little bit until the next time you're you're on it and that's for me that mentally that's like it's hard to cope it's you always want to be improving and to feel dependent on substances that are you know essentially you put in your body they have side effects you can manage those but um it's not worth it i think if you can do it naturally it's just so much better you know? and the look is different it's very different the look you get from uh, training naturally compared to being on anabolic steroids can you extend on that what do you feel like different the like, look is uh obviously i'm gonna if i were to jump on now I'd, I'd perform much better you know i'd be more full all the time more vascular and things like that but um the problem is 
eventually have to stop unless you're going to be on it, you know, for the rest of your life or just go low dose, high dose, low dose, high dose. So, and then there's side effects. And the longer you stay on, the heavier the dosage, the stronger the side effects. So if you can do it naturally, um, the gains are much slower and the dieting is, well, takes a lot more time and you have to be really strict. But um, it's basically, you, you have it. It's like, it's in the bank, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas when, if you're taking anabolics, it's not in the bank. It's like it's on loan to you. And uh, when you stop or you reduce your, you know, your, the quantity of steroids you take, it's going to, you're going to lose some. That's, so that's so good example. It's hard to, if you compete, if you, all you want to do is compete, then I guess that's, um, that's the trade-off you make. But since I, I can compete, but I honestly, I don't really care if I compete. You know, it's not that important to me. For me, bodybuilding is more of like a lifestyle and I want to be that kind of that person all the time. I don't want to be that person for that one day when I peak at the show. That's great. But I care about, you know, for me, it's a lifestyle. It's, it's you know, it's one of bodybuilding is one of those few things. I guess it's in many sports, it's the same, especially at high levels. They peak like Olympic athletes, they peak for the Olympics and then they go down a little bit. But since, you know, I'm not a professional athlete. I'd much rather have a very high level all the time than having a higher level just a little bit and then falling back down because that's very detrimental. It's hard to deal with uh, psychologically when you when you have these ups and downs because you knew what you looked like, you know, when you were peaking and and then you're like, oh, damn, I'm not like that now. And then you kind of it, it's hard to keep the motivation to, to keep training hard and dieting, especially the dieting part. Training is fun. I enjoy that. So I keep doing that. But dieting really hard, um, it'd be hard if, if you knew that you'd never be able to get that level without this extra ingredient. Whereas if you're natural, it's, you know, if you keep the diet, you're just going to keep improving. It's very slow, but you keep improving. And then I'm basically, you know, I'm a testament that if you do it long enough and hard enough, uh, you can look amazing all year. And that's yeah. what I like. It's yeah, I agree with you. That's such a great example you just mentioned. Like when you do bodybuilding naturally, is like you are having a saving account. And then when you do it in 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 any type of performance enhancement drugs, is like having a loan and then you need to pay it off. It's just such a cool example yeah. for someone out there because I think it's right. And a lot of the time people look for quick solutions, right? And quick results. Just like taking a loan, you need the quick money. Okay, you can borrow it, but you ended up paying it yeah. off. And if you yeah. don't, and not only that, it's it's worse than that actually. Because if you were to talk about a loan, you could technically use a loan and and do something with it and create even more value with the loan. Mm -hmm. And then even if you have to pay it back, overall you're still better off because you made something you know that didn't exist before from that loan. Whereas with animal experiments, what you create is it's like super physique but it's it's just it's not going to stay it's impossible because the moment the, the moment you repay the loan it's 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 you know it's yeah. out it's not yeah. there anymore it's just so basically you're left with taking all the time anabolic steroids then okay i understand that you're obviously going to be at a higher level all the time but then then you have all those side effects and those aren't good you know so so just being clear and completely honest, you never used anything, right? In your I've tried anabolic steroids. I would only be able to say that, you know, what they are if I use them. You know, mm -hmm. I 
if if you never touch the stuff and you start talking about it, it's, it's ridiculous because, you know, you might know the theory, but until you've tried, you don't know how your body reacts. You don't know, you know, all those things, uh, especially the side effects. But um, that was, what, 12 years ago I tried. I just did a couple cycles. Yeah, you get results. It's It works. I mean, that's obvious. Everybody, you know, that competes doesn't. But I found it to be, um, you know, very temporary. It's not a permanent solution. It doesn't help you. It helps you make some kind of gains if you had a plateau or something like that. I can understand. But um, if somebody was looking to do bodybuilding as like a lifestyle, it's not, I don't think it's a great solution, especially if you can do it naturally. If you cannot do it naturally, if you tried it and nothing works, you know, you look terrible and no matter how hard you diet or how hard you work out, then I guess, you know, you're out of luck. You, that's the only choice you have. But I found, uh, especially with being vegan, that I can achieve like a very high level naturally. So why on earth would I have to do that you know take uh hormones to to get an even better look which is possible but it's you know honestly i'm happy with where i am now and i'm still improving slowly mm -hmm. so for me that's that's kind of good enough if i stop seeing improvements then i'd have to recalibrate and and think again but honestly i'm i weigh what empty stomach 93 ki kilos now which is for me is is big it's not huge obviously but it's it's you know for, How for are you? I'm a meter 83, so six feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're so pretty it's, it's, yeah, And I'm very lean. I'm lean all year. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's a decent weight. It's primarily muscle. So it's, yeah, I'm happy with it. As long as I keep improving. And, and then also the word improving with age, it changes what it means to improve. But in general, for men, it's like size, basically. You're keeping on improving, adding a little bit of size, touching this area, changing that area, your weak points, making them stronger. And then always being lean for me is a, was, especially before turning vegan, that was really hard. Um, it was a struggle. I had to diet, you know, very rigorously with the amount of food I ate, amount of eggs, amount of fish, amount of meat, chicken mainly. And uh, it was just, uh, and my skin was never, as clear and you know smooth and perfect as I wanted it and I think looking back it had a lot to do with the quantity of meat and things I ate I ate quality stuff I didn't eat junk it's just that I think maybe it's my body type but in general I think uh I cannot talk for everything you know, speak for everybody but I think being vegan you have a lot less um oils and just animal fats and those things in your system and inflammatory elements and for me personally that that helped my skin is just like it changed completely when i turned uh, vegan it's just it cleared completely like i had super clean skin i'm more youthful it's it's tighter it's you know it's just the skin hair and then all, all, also my sleep is better it was good before it's just that it's just right now i just fall asleep like this i wake up like this and there's no lag also, my energy levels throughout the day are very stable. So mm -hmm. even if I eat large meals, I've, I don't have that kind of, you know, fall yeah. in energy and then up and down in energy. So, and I managed to have, that's like, the, you know, the level of energy is constant, but it's also at a high level. So I have energy throughout the day. I didn't feel like, oh, I stopped eating meat 
eggs and fish. So now I have, you know, very little energy. I feel tired. No, that's not the case. I feel the same, if not better, because I don't have those troughs where after I ate like a large meal of chicken or fish or eggs, I used to, you know, bog down for a little bit until I digested. But now I feel really constant. Okay. And and then I, I stay really lean and I eat a lot of food. I can eat a lot of, you know, I can always fill my stomach and I feel perfectly happy. And I don't put on weight. It's just I actually managed to lose weight, stay really lean all year. And that for me, without taking any drugs, that's that's like a dream for me. That's so cool. Yes, I absolutely love that too in the plant-based diet. But I just wanted to come kind of like jump back and ask you, well, I imagine you've been training hard, eating meat, fish, dairy, uh, doing all those things to grow and improve your physique and just feel great. So what pushed you to even look into the plant-based? Uh, well, I had some friends that uh, turned vegan like a few years prior. Um, and I was just like, mm, you know, skeptical. I like they weren't bodybuilders. So I was like, yeah, you can do it. You're not a bodybuilder. You do sports, but you're not, you know, you don't need that very high intake of protein to build muscle because that's not what they did. They just wanted to stay lean and, you know, healthy. Um, so I always was skeptical. I didn't think you could get the same amino acids in the right, you know, amounts and all those things. I didn't even look into it, honestly. I just thought it was impossible. Um, and then I heard it from just too many people. You know, it gets to a point where you, so many people close to you try it and like it. Then you're like, okay, I'm going to try. I wish I tried earlier. So when I tried, then then I it took me like just two weeks. And I, I kind of knew that, you know, wow, this is special. And then the longer I tried it, it was just obvious. You know, I didn't look back after that. How and that kind of that kind of drove me to really push harder. And the mm -hmm. funny thing is that happened right before the pandemic. So I was vegan already uh, when the pandemic started and then the pandemic started and we had that lockdown and I built that gym and I was training every day. So it was like, you know, almost as if somebody wanted me to, you know, achieve something I hadn't been able to achieve before because, you know, for many reasons I was busy. I was living in China, which isn't great for working out all the time because you don't, you know, you can't go run outside or swim or things like that. It's, it's just basically the gym and that's it. And in Hawaii, you have, you know, outdoors, you can go jogging, you can go swimming. It's much more outdoor kind of lifestyle. And having that opportunity, that lockdown period, I said, okay, I'm not going to waste this. Because especially I knew already because I had been vegan for a month or two months or three months, I guess. Um, when it started, I, I said, okay, I have this diet that's working really well. I have this time off because I'm stuck here during the lockdown. I'm living in a great place for working out, which is Hawaii. So why don't I give this a shot? Let's see what I can do. And I put on a ton of muscle and just improved my physique. Uh, yeah, the way I never thought it would happen naturally. Yeah, I thought there was mm -hmm. absolutely no way that I could have done that. And I did. And then I competed right before leaving Hawaii. And now I'm in living in Europe. I've been training ever since. I mean, yeah, nonstop. Yeah. So how did you manage you know what I mean? Like switching to the plant-based diet is not an easy. It was, um, it wasn't easy uh, in terms of, it's not a question of like, I'm not being used to eating uh, those things. That's not the problem. It was just like, I had to look into where I was going to get my protein from and what types of vegetables, what types of beans, what types of, you know, different things I was going to eat. 
And there was, you know, I changed some things here and there, but I don't like to take too much time cooking every day because that's, you know, I'm busy. And then you have to factor in the working out and then everything else in your life. So I like to keep it simple. Um, I'm not a crazy guy about food. Like, you know, everything, I have, I have to try things all the time. For me, food is like gasoline for a car. It's fuel. Mm-hmm. So it basically, it makes you achieve whatever physical goal you want, whether that's just to live or to achieve some kind of physical feat. You have to fuel yourself like a car. If you want to, if you want to do the quarter mile in under nine seconds, you have to take a, use a special type of fuel for a special type of car. If you want to go Formula One, it's a different type of fuel. If you want to go the a rally, it's a different type of fuel. So I think you fuel your body according to what you need. And uh, I'm not too crazy about you know trying every kind of food. And I'm not a foodie, basically. I've eaten at various types of restaurants and things like that. But for me, that's that's not something I want to dedicate my life to. I think there's things that are more interesting than just uh, trying different foods that come in here and then out there. It's like, that's great. And it, it releases all these endorphins and things like that and make you happy. But I think there's uh, greater goals in life to achieve things that are really hard and, and you have to dedicate yourself to whether that's in work or that's uh, your private life or you know, working out. I think those are the goals that I'm more interested in dedicating time to instead of traveling to try food. I have nothing against that. Some people love that and some people are cooks and, and chefs and that's awesome. But for me, that's not my thing. So I just designed a meal plan that kind of fit my what I thought I needed and then I adjusted and then I keep adjusting until I I find that I'm in my, my zone in terms of calorie intake and what I need to gain, what I need to cut. And then kind of, of course, it has to be something you enjoy eating. You can't eat something on a regular basis for a year that you don't enjoy eating. So I pretty much, since I moved here, stuck to the same food pretty much almost every day. I have some small variations, things that I add in or take out or I feel like changing it up. But that's it. I keep it very constant, you know, uh, and I find that easy to because that that way, you know, that if your body's changing, it's not the diet. It's something else, whether it's your aging or it's your working out, the change or stress or something like that. Whereas if you constantly keep changing your diet. You're like, your body changes and you're like, okay, is it the diet? Is it something I ate regularly that changed? Or is it, you know, there's so many variables. There's already a million variables in the human body. If you're adding another variable, which is the diet, it's constantly changing. Then it's like, you're really setting yourself up for failure. And also, I think long-term, you look at the, all the people that live past 110 or 100, you know, almost 120. A lot of them are, they come from very small towns. They ate. I'm not saying they eat well. Some of them eat badly. Like you, you look at the diet, like wow, how could? But they eat the same thing or almost the same thing for every year. You know, it's they had a very not because they had the some of them not even because they had the choice. They just came from that area and that's the type of diet they ate there, and that's what they did all the time. They weren't traveling around eating at you know restaurants. And I think the human body responds well to like whatever you eat. You just try to keep some kind of a rhythm going. I think when it's too fluctuate, if it changes too much, I think it creates stress for the body to a certain extent. It's not something you're going to notice short term. The problem is some things in the, in the body, um, even like some trace minerals and things we take, uh, you try to, we always look on a short term to see if there's a change. 
but humans have a very hard time noticing long-term changes. Yeah. Like some things they take short term, you're not going to see any change. It's it's basically like take it, remove it, eat it. It's not going to change it. But what you don't see is like after six months, a year, two years, you have to tie that to that result two years later, a year later, six months later. That's very hard for us to do. We're very good at tying things like I eat this today, tomorrow I do, I I look like this or perform this way. That's easy for us to make the connection. But sometimes mm-hmm. you take this today or regularly and then only like six months later, a year later, you, you start to see kind of like your body responding to that or, or changing in, in significant ways it's very hard to make that association tie that for humans it's very very hard so um you just have to believe in it at some point you know you just have to try something and stick with it and just wait 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 that wasn't like the case for vegan for me i saw the results like a week two weeks i could see wow my skin and all those things but like some minerals i take and some vitamins i mean if i were to stop tomorrow Mm-hmm. I would have no, you know, I wouldn't notice any change at all. I wouldn't yeah. feel different. I take them because I I believe that being an active person that sweats a lot, that trains a lot, that lives an active lifestyle, I need, you know, those things long-term to be healthy and to keep my, my body running the best way it can. Hopefully those will pay off in the long-term. But to say that to, tomorrow I stop or I start a different vitamin and all of a sudden I'm going to change, you know, that's... Those things, unfortunately, seldom do you see those things. You do that sometimes, but it's rare. Most of the time, it's your your actual physique or your performance changes with many different things that come together. And if you take one thing out, maybe you won't see the tr- the short term difference, but long term, it'll be exacerbated. It'll be like increased the the yeah. difference. Yeah, so I agree things, with that. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's absolutely such a great point to mention that we quick to see the results. We were looking for quick results. We don't want to wait. And a lot of the time, especially in bodybuilding and health in general, we want to see the change. We want to have some solutions, but you're never going to, you know, like get them immediately. Our bodies are smart and slow. We need to take time. So that's such a good, you know, like, Point, yeah. like point to mention and you also I mentioned mean, some that- things some things you do they you'll see results relatively quickly mm-hmm. like uh if somebody drinks very little water they're, they have a habit of not drinking a lot of water and all of a sudden you start hydrating really well yeah you're gonna see a very quick within a month you're gonna see a big difference in, in your your sleep and your skin in just your energy levels and your even like for men especially the, your volume of your muscles if you don't hydrate well that that's going to have an impact so some things have very fast in, impacts but other things are just really small like 0.5 percent change and that's only going to be noticeable over the long term so you have to kind of do it in like the belief that it's going to work in the long term but you cannot just rely on short-term results to justify okay i want to do this or take this vitamin or, or those things yeah, but I also think with me and a lot of my clients with veganism, that's a good good thing to see. You actually feel or see results pretty quick, just like you said. So you, yeah. you mentioned a couple of the things that you felt is changed, like your skin, your sleep, which is like part of your recovery. What other things you felt or like, you know, like you can share that change in your life when you switch to the completely plant-based diet? 
Well, I said that I can eat a lot of food, so I'm always because I've, I've always had an appetite. So I'm not a foodie in terms of like I don't chase different flavors and all those things. I don't chase that. But when I'm hungry, I want to eat and I want to feel full. You know, I don't. I'm not like the kind of person nibbles and oh, I'm full. No, I eat a lot of food. Yeah. And um, which is important if you're a male bodybuilder because you especially put on size, you have to eat a lot of food. And the bigger you are, the taller you are, the more food you have to eat. So if you don't have an appetite, it's going to be very hard to put on size um, if you're a bodybuilder. So that's important. But, you know, if you if you eat meat and fish and eggs and you eat those kind of quantities, it's going to be very hard for you to stay lean, at least for me to be lean, really lean and to have like very clear skin and, you know, be kind of the way I want it, basically the, the way I envision my body should look. I always struggled and I, I, I was finding a balance between getting the protein you want without, you know, having the adverse side effects of eating that much meat and that much fish and eggs. Cause I was eating what, six, eight eggs in the morning, 300 grams of this at lunch. And then, or, you know, sometimes I ate many meals. Sometimes I just ate three meals, but it was always like eggs, fish, and chicken, eggs, fish, chicken, eggs, fish, and chicken. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if it was three meals or six meals, it didn't matter. I was eating it huge amount of chicken and fish and eggs so that i think over the long term that just had a detrimental effect on my on my skin and, and those things yeah i still managed to get lean and everything and build muscle the majority of the muscle i built in my youth was from that you know i'm not mm -hmm. gonna lie i wasn't vegan i was eating meat so you can you can build muscle either way but i think uh, being vegan you can stay very lean you can eat a lot of food especially if you're hungry you know you can feel yourself and you feel light, you don't feel bogged down, you don't gain fat, you know, in terms of body fat, because your calories, pound for pound, if you eat vegetables compared to like meats and those things, you're not going to get the same calories, there's going to be a lot less calories in the, in the vegetables and beans, unless you're adding like, I don't know, huge amounts of vegetable oils or things like that, that's obviously bad. But if you keep like a good distribution between carbs, protein and fats, and you eat like a pound of the vegan version of, or the pound of the meat and dairy and those things, you're going to have a lot less calories in the vegan version. Mm -hmm. And you're going to feel, you're going to feel just as full. So it's still a pound of food in your stomach, but you're going to get less calories. Uh, even if you equate the protein intake, let's say 30 grams or 40 grams of protein here, 40 grams of protein there. If obviously the calories are going to come out from somewhere. So you're going to have less fats or something like that. You know, obviously calories don't just appear out of nowhere. <laughs> but okay. um i found that i could get the same protein intake and just stay leaner basically and eat the food the amount of food i wanted without having to really weigh every single milligram of, of, of food yeah well i had the same experience even though i am completely like almost whole my life i don't eat meat so i stopped eating meat when i was nine years old I wasn't completely vegan, you know, being nine years old, you don't even know what does it mean. <laughs> so yeah. I was still eating fish sometimes and dairy just was my parents was, you know, gave it to me. But I built my muscles, even though I'm not a huge male bodybuilder, completely on plant based. But I, as the smaller type of person who having hard time gaining, was always thinking that I have hard time gaining until I actually become a nutritionist and I look inside of all the other options and I get the clients who are not completely plant-based. And then I saw, oh, well, 
I think I'm actually leaner because I'm plant-based, not because yeah. I'm uh, genetically gifted. Because yeah, yeah. you eat the same amount meals and just calories I eat from a standard American diet, I probably gonna look different, much more inflamed too, right? Because I think yeah. uh, the plant-based diet is really less of inflammation, and then you don't hold as much of water, and you're. Yep. I guess somehow you recover faster. I do use. I think over the long term you're going to recover, but it's not like obvious. Like for example, the recovery, muscle recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, to say what I noticed, I felt less inflamed, less bloated. My skin, especially my skin, felt less thick. So like more like with the way skin is supposed to mm -hmm. feel, mm -hmm. um, not as like pasty and things, but. I think the recovery aspect is more of like, you don't see it like today or tomorrow. It's more like being vegan for many months. You're recovering slightly better each time, but it's, it's small enough that you don't really notice the difference. Like if I were to eat meat and recover from today's workout, it would take me more or less the same time. But mm -hmm. that little difference, if you add it up over many months or years, then your physique is going to be at a different level but it takes months and years. It's not, it's not like you're going to turn vegan and you're going to recover. Like you're, you're on performance enhancing drugs and all of a sudden you're going to work yeah. out twice a month. That's not the case. You know, it's, it's a small percentage difference, but things like aesthetic differences, like my skin and bloated, like you said, water retention, those are obvious. Those are things I think you notice right away. But as for re muscle recovery from working out, I think it's a small percentage and you don't really see it right away. It's hard to maybe some people do notice it right away, but I barely notice it, you know. But what I do notice is over six months, a year, two years that I put on all this size. And, you know, my workouts have pretty much stayed the same, if not the energy level's gone even up. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm recovering. It's impossible that I'm not recovering. But uh, I personally, I think that if I were not to have been vegan these last two years, I wouldn't have made the same gains. And I certainly wouldn't be as lean as I am now. And then it's hard to be. If I wanted to be this lean, then I would have had to diet even harder, which means that I probably wouldn't have recovered as well. I wouldn't be able to have trained as hard and I wouldn't have grown this much. So basically it's like a, it's, mm -hmm. it's various different things. You could be this lean technically, you'd have to diet really hard, but you probably wouldn't be as, you know, you'd probably be a bit more puffy, skin wouldn't be as good. And I probably wouldn't have grown as much because the recovery, like you said, it's that small little difference in inflammation that. It yeah. makes a difference over the long run. It's not like today to tomorrow. You're not going to notice that. Yeah. I think uh, with my experience with clients, helping them to switch to the plant-based diet, they feel that right away if they have any past injuries, like, uh, you know, if they have like broken knee before or something, and when they completely switch to the plant-based diet, right away they see like, oh, my like injury are not as painful that they used to be after I did this and that and this. And, and also, that I, I don't have experience with injuries, yeah. so I wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And also, like, with the not only um, muscle recovery right away, I feel like a lot of, like, surfers, let's say, feel that. So more like endurance sport athletes, if they are, like, doing a lot of uh, workouts. And then after that, like, let's say, for example, one of my surfers, he needs to take a nap after he surfed for two hours every every day. And then he do next kind of surfing session, you know, at night. And now when he's plant based, he's like, I don't need a nap. And he felt it right away. So it's like those energy levels is increased. But of course, it depends person of, of person. Yeah. Right? 
it's it's always your different. age, your sex, if you're man, female, male, what age you are, how many years of experience of training, if you just started training, if it's you know, body type, it's di many different factors. Hi there, this is Aurora Vegan Fit here, and I help vegan women get bikini ready using my vegan booty macro approach without drugs. You can get shredded and muscular like for a bikini show, completely vegan and drug-free in 24 weeks. You can get this vegan stage ready game plan. When in my vegan stage ready game plan, you're going to have three levels. First, it's foundational muscle building, bikini hypertrophy booty building to maximize mass and improve details of your body frame. The next level that you're going to step on, it's going to be vegan shredded macro approach, a flexible macro counting to increase muscle size and minimize fat gain. And if you're really, really serious, in the last 12 weeks of my program, you're going to step on the stage with healthy fat loss formula, quick and healthy solution to plant-based gains in size, strengths, while getting stage shredded. If you're ready to join my absolutely specific new program just for you, please message me bikini. You can message me on Instagram, word bikini, and I will know that you are from my podcast. So thank you for listening. And I will give you a 10% sale for your first order. So please message me only if you are serious and you're ready to change. Let's jump back into the podcast. I want to ask you, you mentioned you're kind of like a top priority proteins on not plant-based diet. So can you tell us what do you eat right now? How do you switch okay. from meat, fish, and dairy? I have a variety of sources of protein. None of them are huge. Probably the biggest source of protein out of all of them is probably lentils or beans. Uh, lentils or, let me think, probably lentils or soy. Probably lentils. Every night I have, I have lentils, red lentils. Yeah. Red. Mm -hmm. Quinoa, but I eat a lot more lentils than I do quinoa. So basically every day I eat the same thing. It's uh, oatmeal in the morning with, uh, uh, wait, I'm trying to think in English. Linyasa is uh, flax. Flax, chia, oatmeal, soy. So dehydrated soy meal. I basically, I, I mix that with the oatmeal and uh, the flax. And uh, I cook it, I eat that, I have my coffee in the morning. And then I have a, some hemp protein, so hemp powder. I mix that with some greens, a green powder I have, just a, just a normal green powder for some greens in the morning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Multivitamin, uh, that's basically my breakfast every day. Then at lunch, I only have three meals. I don't have like a dozen meals throughout the day. I don't think I need it. Um, and then at lunch, I have usually a pasta, but my pasta is made of vegetables. So I, I vary between lentil pasta, green peas pasta. And then I have one that's it's actually from uh, wheat, but it's a type of wheat called kamut. K-A-M-U-T. Mm -hmm. So it's an ancient grain. It's a special, special type of wheat that has, it has gluten, but it's the gluten many people say is like, it's very little impact compared to the gluten you get in normal wheat. Mm. And this, this wheat is also slightly higher in protein. So it's not a huge source of protein, but it's, it's higher than the, what wheat has. And then I usually mix a little bit of soy, soy meal in like kind of like a bolognese sauce with tomato. Mm. I prepare these before I cook the, the, the pasta, the, 
the green pea or lentil pasta. Sometimes I eat mung bean, some mung bean pasta. I have these pastas at home. I keep, uh, I have a shelf full of them. So every day I choose, okay, what I want to eat today, I cook that at lunch. Mm-hmm. Then I have my pre-made kind of soy with tomato mix. Sometimes I eat like a Beyond, Beyond Meat. Mm-hmm. You know, Beyond Meat, they have this mince. I don't have it very often, but like two, three times a week. I mix that with the tomato sauce and then I have that for my pasta. So that's my lunch. And then at dinner, I have that lentil paste that I make. I make this large batches of lentil paste. It's like a, it's like a puree basically of, of lentils, a little bit of potato, not much. It's, it's like 85% lentils, 5-10% potato, carrots, onions, garlic, and then some seasoning. And I make huge batches of that and I keep it in the fridge. And at night, I, I heat that up. I cook some quinoa, usually about 100 grams, mm-hmm. about 80, 100 grams of quinoa. And then I have vegetables. So I, I cut up vegetables, clean them, put them in the fridge, and then I steam them at night. Mm-hmm. So I have my steamed vegetables, my lentils, and my quinoa at night. And that's it. Nice. And how do you like And then to- sometimes I add like a soy yogurt, like mm, a soy yogurt. completely plant-based yogurt. I have that either at night or I mix it with the pasta, you know, whatever. Or a snack at night if I'm really hungry in the middle of the night. But that almost never happens. And how do you like to use uh, cook lentils? Like it's um, in, a, in a pot or in... No, I cook it in the pot and then I use the bimbi, which is that kind of, you know, the machine that, you know, cooks and, and uh, mixes together. So I mm-hmm. basically just mix it into like very fine... So, so you, you do blend that. it? Blender? Yeah, I blend it, yeah. Mm-hmm. A blender. It's one of those big industrial blenders. It cooks at the same time. Mm. So I blend it together with all the other things I cook. And it's it's like a soup, a very thick soup. Mm. That's what I put in my fridge. When it cools down, I leave it in the fridge and I eat that throughout the week, basically. So it's a lentil soup. How cool is that? Wow. It's okay. kind of a soup. It's a thick soup. It's not a it's not really yeah. watery. I could make it watery if I just added some more water, but it's uh it's a thick soup like a puree um and that's because it's just easier it's just i don't want to be chewing all the time i I mean i used to do this with chicken because for years i used to grill chicken and eat oh that's terrible so you get to the point you've eaten so much chicken that you just want to i used to mince it and then make like a you know like you know like a bolognese sauce out of chicken almost and at night that's what i would have back when i was eating meat yeah because you just don't want to be chewing you know you just you have to eat so much food when you're a bodybuilder that uh to be chewing and you know it's that's one thing i'm happy i I gave up when i you know stopped eating meat is that i didn't have to chew any more meat or eat any more eggs because i ate so many eggs for those years that i was bodybuilding while i was eating meat or dairy products that man if i never eat another egg i'm I'm, yeah I'm, i'm happy yeah. <laughs> so and then no sweets not even a protein bar you don't crave anything no, like- I, I i mean i have protein bars at home but i have them like if i'm going to the beach i don't know how long i'm going to be there and i i am afraid i'm going to get hungry i might bring a bar but i don't have pro- i don't take protein bars regularly i mean i don't think they're very healthy in terms of you know they're made to stay in a shelf for a year or two years so they're definitely not going to be you know, it's not as good as fresh food uh, if you have to, it's better than nothing. It's definitely better than buying something to snack bar. That's for sure. Yeah. but uh, So I, I have well, them, like, but I don't eat them. They're not a regular part of my diet. 
Yeah. So how do you manage that doesn't have any cravings? Like even like to, I don't know, like everyone has different cravings, right? Some people like fried. The food. only thing I crave is pizza. Pizza. Uh, sometimes I eat pizza, but mm -hmm. it's, it's rare, especially recently that I've been dieting really hard. I just, and you know, it's a lot of it is habit. If you stop doing something for long enough, you just lose the habit. And I mean, I don't get the cravings much anymore. It's, uh, when you eat it, like I used to eat it like once a week, then you do have cravings more often. But now that I haven't eaten it for many, many weeks, I'm like, I don't really think about it. If I'm hungry, if I get like a little bit of hunger, I just grab some, I have like this wheatless bread, bread things, thin breads. And I just put some soy yogurt on it, maybe some peanut butter or almond, almond butter. And then I just eat that. But that's not has been happening. You know? I've been yeah. really strict with my diet recently, so it's and I've just been having less cravings. Yeah, that's true. That your taste bias is also like changed. Like with my dieting experience, is a lot of the time um, we think that we want something until we take a one piece. And if we didn't eat like let's say pizza for months, and then you think you want it, then you are take one piece, and you like. Well, it doesn't really taste as good as I imagined, right? No, 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 no. If that's for me, that's not the case. If that's I were to eat it, if I would, no, no, no. If I were to eat it, it's good. Really? It's just oh a, my it's god! Not, I don't have it around the house. Uh huh. I almost never eat out, so it's that's you know, so I don't have any. Yeah. For me, I don't have any reason. It's not in front of me. You know, if it was in mm -hmm. front of me, then it would be much harder. Yeah. Well, just for me, a lot of the time, that's the case. I sometimes feel like especially after the show when I died so hard and so long, you know, that post-show treat and then you like eat it and you're like, it wasn't as good. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and especially like, like how you feel after, right? I'm sure if you eat. Oh, then you feel terrible, but it, it takes a while. It takes a, an, uh, an hour or two for you to feel bad. Yeah. The first hour, it's like, oh, it's amazing. It, it tastes great. It's like awesome. But after you're like, why did I eat this? Yeah. But now I don't have it. I, I'm very busy. So, I'm always reading. I'm always looking at the news because in my line of work, that's important. I'm much more intellectually busy. So it's, you don't think about food. If I'm always thinking about, you know, economics and politics and geopolitics, and things, <laughs> my mind is busy. And then I have other passions. I love photography. So when I have free time, I'm not thinking about food. But as long as my stomach is full, I'm fine. The worst thing you can do is if you have no passions, nothing, and all you do is train and then you stay home like this to get the TV. That's going to be bad because then you're going to, you know, it's we're human. You know that there's, you know, you can go to supermarket or restaurant or these days it's your cell phone. You just order out. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But if yeah. you're always busy, then it's uh, it's just harder to have cravings. And, and then the longer you do that for the less cravings you have. So it's yeah. and I again, I was never one like a foodie. I was never crazy about trying different things. For me, if, if I'm happy, if I'm, you know, if I'm full, I'm good. And I enjoy the food I eat. You know, I really like it. Mm -hmm. Do I wake up at night craving my lentil soup? No, it's not that good. It's good, but it's not that good. But yeah. uh, when I do, when I'm hungry and it's cooked and it's in front of me, I enjoy it. I actually enjoy eating it. It's not like, yeah. oh, like when I had grilled chicken. Oh, my God. That was, that was disaster when I had to eat that. Mm -hmm. that cutting that chicken and chewing it. Oh, that was an something i'm so happy i don't have to do anymore <laughs> yeah i feel you um i used to be vegan almost all my life but my first ever like bikini prep 
was plant-based and with a not plant-based coach so she didn't know what to actually give me to eat so she said just eat tofu and i was eating six months only tofu for my proteins and yeah 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 oh my god i hate tofu for this point yeah you have to have variety i mean you can cook tofu so many different or even if it's not tofu like what i do is the the dehydrated soy yeah it comes in like little you can add that to so many things and you don't really feel like you're eating tofu but if you're literally going to cook tofu yeah tons of it that can get tiring very very quickly it's good if you eat it like once in a while but if you're eating it all the time it's like Oh my God. Yeah. But once I learned about the, a lot of these things you have to learn. If you try, you go to the supermarket, see what's available. And if you have a variety of sources of protein, like a little bit of soy, a little bit of uh, flax, chia seeds, quinoa. Uh, if you have a little bit of protein everywhere, you add it all up. It can, you can get, you can hit your macros. I, I hit yeah. over a hundred grams of protein a day. So for me, I find that's enough. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need more protein. Uh, to grow yeah yeah it's exaggerated to a lot but you also mentioned um that you're didn't believe that you can hit all your essential amino acids being vegan so science you switched did you take any supplement approach do you take any specific i do take supplements but not more than i used to i just bcaas glutamine you know carnitine citrulline arginine all those things a lot of them are around my workouts, so pre and post workout. But in the morning, I take a little bit of uh, glutamine and and arginine and those things, but small amounts. But I I used to do that before anyway. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing new, right? You didn't change a lot. No, it's basically the same amounts, and then I just added. You know, instead of having meat and fish and eggs, I have the other things that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then also the common question that I'm sure you was asked a lot. So when you decided to switch to the plant-based diet, how you deal with if you felt like a pressure from outside, from people, from maybe your gym buddies, like from your friends, have you felt uh, anything pressure. like Yeah. No, there's just a lot of them are like questions like, oh, you can do that? It's like, how long have you been vegan? Oh, and then they have experience. I mean, these days it's not that rare to, to know vegan people, you know, people that are vegan. Uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was probably much harder than it yeah. would have been like, what? What are you doing? Are you crazy? These but days still, they're not going to be completely shocked. Yeah. But then since I'm, since I'm big, they're like, they're like, they look at you like, really? Mm-hmm. You're vegan? How? How did you build? You know, they're like, you know, honestly, I don't have to explain myself to them. It's I don't I don't try to convince people either. Honestly, if they they do what they think is right, I tell them my experience, and that's about all I can uh, talk about. I can't speak, you know, for them. I cannot say if you do vegan, you're gonna do. You know, I'm not gonna start doing that. That's not me. It's a your diet is very much a personal thing. I can talk about my experience and where I think because I'm not a scientist. The benefits are, but. Yeah, at the end of the day, they have to try it. And some people, I've heard some people that try it and that reacted really badly to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were doing it wrong. I don't know if maybe that's their body. T- I don't know. I, honestly, it's too many variables that I, I'm not going to pass judgment on that. But I mean, it's hard for me to believe because it works so well for me. But yeah. yeah, well, I think you're mentally strong, so you can deal with any type of pressure like that. 
but uh, you, yeah, you're huge and you look great. So you're just an amazing example for anyone out there who want to try to the plant-based diet. I agree with you that even though I am a plant-based nutritionist, I wouldn't say it's for everyone. Just like you said, we have a choice and then everyone have different requirements when it comes to a diet and preference in taste. But the benefits that you experience as much as I did is amazing. And I think everyone should at least try to add more plants in their diet. It's always going to be great, right? Uh, even those huge bodybuilders are eating eggs, fish, and dairy could try to add lentils, let's say, right? And that's yeah. how they feel like. You don't have to go completely plant-based, I always say. You just can add a little bit more of plants in your diet and see how it feels like. Yeah, so- I think one one benefit uh, people see if they switch over to being vegan, the ones that do, is besides all the other things that are kind of up for question, like inflammatory response, all those things, I mean, they pretty much proved it, but they're, it's not like super obvious. It's not like saying, if you jump in the water, you're going to get wet. Well, that's yeah. obvious. If you jump in the water, you're going to get wet. But to say that turning vegan compared to a very healthy meat diet of, of white meat, healthy fish and like egg whites, to say one is more inflammatory, Probably yes, but it's a small amount. It also depends on the body, depends on the person, but it's a small amount. It's not like I was like super bloated. I wasn't recovering before. I was still gaining muscle. I put on a lot of muscle eating meat. But I think that the average person, they eat a lot less vegetables than they think they do. So the average person that eats a normal diet of meat, eggs, and whatever, they eat a lot less vegetables than they think they do. Sometimes... You know, unless you're somebody that's measuring their food literally, you know exactly what you eat. But most people, even the healthy ones that eat, you know, go to the gym, they don't really measure everything. And I think once you turn vegan, you're going to get veg- a lot of vegetables. There's, it's almost impossible not to eat a good size amount of vegetables a day. So that alone, I think, has a big positive effect, no matter what. Even if you forget the inflammatory stuff and all those mm-hmm. inflammation and I think just the fact that they're going to finally eat a good quantity of vegetables, a variety of vegetables, broccoli, asparagus, uh, green beans, uh, you know, whatever else have you. I think that has a benefit. And so you could do that also sticking with meat and fish and things and just eat more vegetables. But most people, they have their little vegetables. It's like it's this tiny little amount. Like mm-hmm. at night, I eat like a huge amount of vegetables. I think that has a I think it has a very positive effect. I don't know exactly, can't put my finger on it, but I think humans, we've evolved over thousands of years. And I think back before we had guns and, and special weapons, to, or even before we had animals that were in captivity that we you know, herded so we could kill them and eat their meat. For thousands of years, we were basically with a spear. You're not gonna, it's like you look at the nature documentaries the lioness or the lions when they go hunting they don't catch animals every single time yeah. it's like they can go a few days without catching a single animal so we were the same thing we could go a few days without actually catching a you know if we caught it as a rabbit or something small so we were stuck with getting our calories from vegetation basically because what else if you're not going to eat air mm-hmm. you have your water you have animals and then you have vegetation that's the only other option so we were stuck getting our calories, a lot of them from vegetation, whatever we could find around us or grow. Mm-hmm. For, for 
thousands of years. We're not talking like a hundred years since World War II to now or since vegan blew up in you know 20 years ago or whatever. That's like super short term. Human history is like thousands of years. So we have to think what our bodies evolved from it. We were primarily eating vegetation. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to, even the one people that eat meat and eggs and all those things, that's great. That's fine. But you, I think you owe it to yourself to eat a certain amount of vegetation every day because that's the way our body, human beings basically evolved. And if you take that away, you're going to be okay. You know, like keto diet, you eat just meat. I think long-term it has negative effects. I don't, I don't know why, but I think, you know, we're our machine, the machine that is our body, it evolved. It was created in a very specific, not specific, a, a certain set of circumstances. Yeah. Say, where we were hunting, where fruit wasn't everywhere, you know, especially in some regions of the world, you had no fruits. You yeah. know, if you were like a, the Genghis Khan, you know, the, in, in the, Mongolia and that area, those people, nomadic peoples, you didn't have fruit trees. There was no papaya. There was no those things. You had some kind of vegetables you could grow, but mainly they were, you know, for hundreds and thousands of years. There's a few animals they herded and then whatever they could grow, you know, whatever kind of. So you were getting very low sugars, low protein and uh, lots of le- legumes or kind of carbohydrates basically to survive. Lots. I mean, they were very lean people because they weren't getting much food. Yeah. Like in nature, how many fat animals do you see in nature? You don't see fat animals. <laughs> no. I've never seen a fat lion. I've never okay, an elephant is different. But like a giraffe, you don't see but very many it, fat animals. The only fat animals yeah. I see are like our dogs on Instagram and cats, because people yeah. feed them like human food. But in nature, you almost I, I can't remember ever seeing a fat gorilla or things. <laughs> yeah, but if it's so it's like, about uh, elephant or gorilla, they're plant-based, which is crazy, right? The amount of yeah. gorilla muscle. is it's unbelievable. I don't yeah. I cannot wrap my head around because the guy gets no protein. Yeah. It's like where does his protein come from? How does he build what how much do they weigh? Four or five hundred pounds or more mm-hmm. of muscle. The guy's like, it's all muscle, it's all upper body muscle, and he's huge, and all he eats is whatever grass he has like around him or leaves or things you're yeah. like. Even vegan, I'm like, if I were to just eat that kind of stuff, I I wouldn't think I would grow, but maybe I would. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I think Where does he get may. his protein from? Yeah. Well, I think you yeah. may be, but we didn't know. It's not enough of research, unfortunately, in plant I think so. Diets. I think they, nobody does that kind of research. Yeah, yeah. We all kind of refocus on proteins a lot, and I think it's also like a problem of nowadays, um, you know, sales industry, right? We are refocused to, we need protein, we need supplements, eat this, take that. So we don't really know, like maybe because gorilla doesn't look like he's going to die. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe that you, if you were to say categorically that you need uh, protein to build muscle, like if you, if you had zero protein intake, you would build no muscle. Then look at nature. You're like, how do these huge animals like a rhino, rhino doesn't eat meat. Yeah. Not that I know of, at least. Mm-hmm. Rhinos, they forage on grass and things like So to my knowledge, that grass does not have a very good amino acid profile. I mean, if, if yeah. you have any at all, it's like very low. So where in the world, how does that muscle, ex- you know, exist? It's, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
somebody well, should research that i guess yeah yeah hopefully by doing the talks like this by showing up right there on social media that's why we do that right we wanted to get those questions out so finally are you know we're going to have maybe more proven research but right now we can just prove what we experience right and yeah. you know from experience with my personal diet and with a lot of people i help either you have a hundred percent of protein in your day or you have 50%, it's not really significantly changed the amount of muscles you build on a plant-based diet. I think what's changed is if you don't actually resistant train. So I wanted to emphasize the resistant training uh, you know, on the top of everything, you need to train to grow muscles. Your diet is important, but not as much as important is as your muscle. training. Yeah, your training has to be really, really good. Yeah, to yeah. Muscle. I didn't see anyone losing muscles while they were training. So that's the thing, right? Yeah. So exactly. thank you so much. I feel like I can talk to you a long time, but we have some time requirements. So we have to wrap it up. Before thank I let you. you go, I have one question that I ask everyone right here. So I would ask you this. If it's going to be um, the last day of your life on this earth, what are you going to do? What would I do? Well, I'd probably eat a pizza because I love eating pizza. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, would, I would love to go sailing because I love sailing um just go for a quick jog because when you run i just love running you feel free you feel like you know, you're almost flying humans can't fly unfortunately but uh, the closest we can get to it is like when you run on the beach especially if your legs feel fresh fresh if you start running for long distance your legs feel tired you don't feel very athletic but the first few hundred meters your legs are fresh you just feel like you're gliding almost and that's a great feeling i'd go for a swim that's about it yeah. Yeah, yes. so you will connect to the nature and do something physical. Yeah, I, everything I do other than eating the pizza is basically connecting with nature. So that's yeah. so cool. Okay, thank you so much for your time thank today. You, I think our followers gonna like you know enjoy this talk. It's a lot of helpful, helpful information. Um, before I let you go, if anyone wanna follow your journey, see your big gains, and just uh, know a little more about you, how they yeah. can find you. I'm on Instagram. I mean, I only share my fitness things, but uh, that's already a lot. And you can see a little, I, I sometimes I talk about diet, but not that much anymore. I should talk more about it. But I do share my meals sometimes. I post on my stories. And then if they want to check out the wooden gym I built, that's they have to go scroll down through my Instagram. It's in there. Yeah. yeah. What do you plan to do with that? Are you going to be back in Hawaii soon? Uh, when I travel there, yeah, I'll use it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was primarily built. I wouldn't have built it if if the pandemic didn't happen. It's. I'm happy it did. But uh, if I were to go back to Hawaii, I think I would split my time between Iron Hawaiian Fitness and and the home gym. I wouldn't train yeah. every day at gym because, you know, you have more machines at the at a proper gym. But I, I think some days I don't want to drive all the way to the gym, so I just train at home. That'll be that'll be cool. And out you can train outdoors, so you get sun. Yes, that's so cool. Okay. Thank you so Thank much for your time today. You. Have an amazing rest of your night because you're yeah. already Yeah, it's nighttime here. 10 p.m. Yeah. And Thank I hope I'm going to see you soon in Hawaii. You too. Thank you. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and comment below. And I hope to see you here on the next week. Thank you for joining Vegan Booty Talks.